Welcome to the Vic Tipness Podcast. If you're listening to this, maybe there's something inside of you that's yearning to create a better life for yourself. Follow along as Vic shares his story and the exact practical ways he went from having just $78 in the bank to becoming a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. It's, a, it's that, that old quote that I think is potentially false, man, and implanted across society. Don't judge a book by its cover. People are going to judge you by your cover, oh, no I matter what. By the cover. That, that's yeah, just yeah, the way it is, yeah, right? Yeah. That is a false yeah. statement, man. I do this shit. Hey guys, welcome to the Vic Tipness Show. So the Vic Tipness Show, we're always focused on providing value to help you rise to your full potential. That is that is what we do here. So you're going to find guests that we have on the show that have equally risen from the ashes like the phoenix. So today we're, we're, we're honored to have uh, Manuel Suarez on the show. And Manuel Suarez is not only a very successful businessman, runs a very successful marketing agency. He's also uh, a very dear friend of mine. So I'm happy to have you on. I know he's a little pissed actually because he wasn't the first guest and he told me he wanted to be the first guest on the show. I'll get over it. But because of the hurricane, there were a lot of people that canceled and I, ended, I think you ended up being the number three guy on the show. I'll so accept it, man. I'll take it. Man. I'll take apologies, it. So. Pleasure to be here, Vic. It's an absolute pleasure. This is something that's very exciting and changing the world, man. We're make, we're gonna make a big impact. So I'm glad that I'm on board and just flowing power to you and figuring out how we do what what we gotta do to make this world a better place, man. No, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. So, um, so let's give these guys some some value today. So I think some of the messages that I get the most are, hey, you know, who does your PR, right? What I initially think is, and and what I know is, a lot of people think they can just give their PR to somebody and they're just gonna handle. All of it. And I think you know as well as I do that I think some are probably, and you you know, you can obviously talk about this, but probably your most successful clients are people that are heavily involved with their branding 100%. as opposed to a, a person that just says, hey, I want to write a check, make me famous, give me good PR and all of that. So, for, you know, for you guys listening, if you're a real estate agent, you're a businessman, you're, you know, you're, um, an executive, you're, you're a bit small business and you're trying to, to build your brand. I got to tell you that you're not going to build your brand by just disconnecting from it and saying, Hey, I'm going to hire somebody to do it. So talk a little bit about that in terms of like kind of your best case scenarios when you're, you know, you manage obviously a lot of big brands. What have you seen that's successful and not successful as it relates to people having that ideology? Yeah, so on the marketing company that I manage, uh, it's called AGM, Attention Grabbing Media. I've actually failed a lot of times trying to help people build their brands. I've succeeded a lot of times. Fortunately, I've succeeded more than I have failed. And that's why I'm here today. Usual reason for failure, uh, aside from, you know, maybe we got to uh, fix some things on our systems and whatever it is that we have going on in the marketing side of things is that, these people don't commit to their responsibilities. What's their responsibility? So th there's free, anybody that wants to build a legacy, mm -hmm. right? Like legacy is something that you're creating that's gonna go beyond your body, right? So a perfect example of that is my father. You know that I lost my father 19 months ago. He was an incredible human being. He created a lot of content. So we put him in front of the camera and he was amazing. So he went very deep into the process of building a legacy, which is something that you're doing that goes beyond your body. Mm -hmm. Something that is gonna continue impacting people for generations to come. What they have, what these people have in common, so Dr. Eric Berg, Mr. Victiveness, uh, my father, Frank Suarez, um, everybody that I work with that is amazing, they have this one thing, that commitment with their message. Mm -hmm. They know they have a message that's gonna impact the lives of somebody else somehow yeah like in your case when you talk business anybody can actually just just i just went went to dinner with you the other day right and uh you know you start talking my wife and, and myself we spent that night with you and uh you start talking about your story with black soul medical right how you founded that company and how did you come up with a concept that nobody else had before yeah. and i was just like in awe because it's it's the entrepreneurship and the ideas and the execution of that idea that takes one to success so yeah. you give people content and then it wakes up their mind so when you were saying that to me you weren't creating content you were just committed to your message yeah you were giving us that value you were sharing that story and my mind just gets going. So I get myself to a whole new level just by hanging around you. We have this beautiful thing called the internet, 
social media world in which instead of you having to go to dinner with people uh -huh. and make them realize stuff that they should be doing, you can talk in social media and make them realize stuff and help at scale. And that's a beautiful thing. So the first thing that an individual has to have to get on this journey is to be committed to their message. They know they have value. They know they have information that can transform their lives in whatever area that is, whether that's entrepreneurship or that's like health or that's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Tax, accounting, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Right. You have value that when you give it to somebody else and somebody else applies it, they actually do better in life. And that commitment is the number one thing that people don't have, or maybe they're obsessed with how many likes and how many followers and just the vanity metrics. And mm -hmm. instead of being committed to the message and their superpower and their ability to influence and impact people, when that commitment is not in, then it becomes a challenge for them to succeed and they mm -hmm. give up and maybe they're too motivated by money. They Maybe they just want money instead of impact, instead of legacy. They just want to create business and revenue and that leads to usually failure. Well, I mean, it's an interesting point, right? So, you you, you know, you talk about people that, that are creating content and there's people that are simply just documenting content, right? So, right. it's a huge difference, huge difference. So, when I see people that are like, hey, I want to I want to have a brand and I want to have this and I want to have that, but they, they're not willing to put in the work. So give, give these guys some idea of how much work goes into building these brands and how, how, how long it takes, right? Because there's a lot of people that think they're going to get on social media and in six months they got a brand. Right. You have those unicorn cases where somebody just goes viral right away, right? And then within six months, everybody knows their name, but you can't really bank on that happening for everybody. Right. So, so talk a little bit about that. Cause I think with all the messages I get, some, you know, from time to time, that's one big thing. It's like, man, I want to build a brand like you. And I'm, I'm thinking, dude, I've been grinding for years. Right. You've right. been grinding for years. So it's like, how long, how long does it take? So here, here's a major, major advice that I would give to anybody before you start trying to be victimness or trying to go down this route of being a content creator and somebody that's actually impacting people for your message, get some results under your belt, you know, do well with your business, do something special to talk so, about. Yeah. So, okay. So what, what, okay. So here's what, here's what he's saying too. And I think this is a great point. So you have a lot of people, a lot of people that don't have shit to show, but yet they want to be an influencer. That's right. And they want to be like, you know, they, they want to speak at events. Right. And it's like, okay, you know, nowadays, Having, having a successful company is one thing. Okay, but to, then to what degree? Are you the number one company in your sector? Have you grown at double or triple digits consecutively over, you know, five years or 10 years or whatever? So what he's talking about, guys, is huge. I mean, I think you want to get on social media and you want to create a brand, great. And I think everybody should do that. I think to, in today's day and age, if you're a business person and you're a business and you're not driving social media content, you're just missing the mark in such a huge degree. It's an opportunity. It's, it's such a, it's such a huge opportunity. And, and what people don't understand is you got to have the stats to show. Absolutely. Right. Because if you have somebody comes to you as a client and they have stats to show, it's like, it's like your, it's, it's just like the best dream that you can have as a client, right? Cause totally. now you can exploit and advertise all of those things that that person has been, has, has been doing. Yeah. Like what gives me credibility with you is what you've done, what you accomplish. I mean, I like you, you're one of my best friends. We get to hang out with each other, but the fact that you have done what you have done makes me always, okay, what do you got to say, Vic? Mm -hmm. Let me listen to your viewpoint. Let me pay attention to what you got to say, because I know that you walked along this particular road yourself and you've accomplished success. Like in my case, you have your role, one of your vehicles, Vic has seven, right? So one of your vehicles says, the license plate, no MBA. Same here, right? On, I don't on the Bentley. On I the Bentley, it's, it's on the Bentley. No MBA. Right? Yeah, so people <laughs> people look at the vehicles and then you know, and it and it's it's a, it's a great thing because uh, we're trying to make people understand the opportunities are not dependent on the freaking system. The opportunities are dependent on you. Yeah, like I'm an example of that. I'm a complete failure, ex drug addict, ex criminal. 2010 declared bankruptcy. 2023, I produced 10 million dollars EBITDA in one company. Mm -hmm. We're going to break $50 million in revenue this year in another company. I'm not supposed to be successful. My friends still look at me and they wonder what kind of drugs I'm dealing with because it, it's not supposed to be mm -hmm. the way, right? So we still live in a society in which everybody agrees that there's a system to make you successful and you have broken that system. I have broken that system and we come from a different, very similar background. Mm -hmm. 
2010, I declared bankruptcy. At the same, like people ask you at the beginning, like, so what is your motivation? And a lot of people, the cliche is like, oh no, I just want to help people. I want to, listen, at the beginning, dude, you just want to make money, right? Yeah. That's the reality. So yeah. in my case, I looked at my kids. I got three of them. I got four now. Yeah. At that time I had bankruptcy, three kids. Oh shoot, what the heck am I going to do, right? Yeah. I look at them and now the responsibility is not just me. It's yeah. all these little bodies, right? Yeah. All these little beings. And I said, I got to do something about it. So I just got going and we started building and I started looking for opportunities, right? There's a, a philosopher that I've read uh, a lot of things from, uh, about um, old philosopher and old Seneca. It says, what does it mean to get lucky? Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I got obsessed over educating myself and finding an opportunity that led to finding an opportunity. And I started a business and that business was taking my dad's, my father's great business from the small little island of Puerto Rico with 2 million people with no, ex no, uh, no expansion across the United States. And we started doing it in the United States. We went international and that company took off. But it's with the strategy of like building a legacy. That's what we do. Like mm -hmm. we do $4 million a month in revenue and I can spend $0 in advertising. Like I can do $0 and I also bring in $4 million. How do we accomplish that? With this particular formula of just giving value, educating, inspiring, giving people something that I know is going to make their lives better and doing that consistently. So I found that opportunity. I was able to find somebody that I like to describe as a content unicorn. A content unicorn is somebody like Vic, somebody that has the ability to get in front of a camera and just talk and just give value and just dump his mind, which is incredible. It's full of knowledge. It's full of information. If you guys just pay attention, you can get so much value just by listening for a few minutes. You take that value and you implement it and you get results. So getting behind a content unicorn, like somebody that wants to create an impact, that's, that's something that is just going back to your question, Vic, how do you, how do you get started with this process? Like, yeah, how do you get started? It's not an overnight thing. So, so Okay, so let's let's give a scenario. You got a person that's like, hey, I'm, they're starting a business. Maybe they're a real estate agent. Maybe they're starting a healthcare business. They're starting some sort of business. They Solar got some knowledge. Business. But they got knowledge, right? They got some information that's valuable. They got some information. They got, you know, maybe they got a little bit of money in their pocket. And they're like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start this solar business. I'm going to start this, you know, uh, real estate, healthcare business, whatever. And, and maybe they got a few thousand followers on Instagram. What does that person do? Where do they go from from that? That because that's the typical baseline. What what would be your your recommendation? What do they do? So so the name of the game is attention, right? If you get attention, you can win the game. It's not just about attention because there's a lot of influencers that have attention and they're broke, right? Mm -hmm. But that is a big starting point. If you have a product or service that can sell to the world, then the number one thing that you need to make it is attention. Yeah, but what do you do? So you said, listen, look, you know, you're selling, you're selling solar. I, even me with sleep, I, you know, I'm the largest sleep testing provider in the in the country, if not the world. But I never talk about sleep. That was not the system that you figured out. That's not how no, you scale. I, I don't talk about it. well, sleep's not. Your, your content has nothing to do with the success my, of my, your company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me, my content have nothing to do. Correct. With 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 driving revenue and sales, okay? When I look at entrepreneurs that have businesses, I think one of the things that they really miss the mark on is they think that, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a page for my business. Nobody cares anymore about your page for your business. Nobody cares. Right. People wanna follow an individual. People also wanna invest with an individual, right? If you look at what happened in 2008, with Lehman's collapse and all this stuff, this whole idea that these companies are have been around and are going to be around for hundreds and hundreds of years has just died. Totally. Right? So people are now saying, hey, particularly with the invention of the Shark Tank, people are now saying, hey, I want to invest with individuals. I want to do business with individuals. Everybody that I do business with are individuals. Right. I, I don't do business with companies. You got to invest in the jockey, right? Yeah. Who's the one driving that engine? Yeah. Even, even my insurance broker. I, I, the insurance company. I don't even know the name of the, who insures us. So I'm like, well, who does your health insurance and who does your property insurance? I don't know. All I know is I got one guy I call and I'm like, hey, get it, get, you know, what do we need to do? So I do business with, with, with friends and people that I have relationships with. But anyway, going back to my point is, right. I think like if you're that young entrepreneur and you've got this business and you spend time trying to market that business on social media, unless it drives revenue for you, I think it's a it's a grave mistake that you're making. I think you got to create your personal brand. Totally. So how does that person go about that? Right. So this is a great conversation, right? Because if you look at Blackstone Medical Services, your company does not depend on a social media strategy. Zero. Zero. Right. We don't so even have a Facebook. I think no, we don't even have a Facebook page. It's it's crazy, right? So you're an old school entrepreneur business model that was built just from a genius idea. Mm -hmm 
that nobody can compete against. And you crush the market and scale at an aggressive pace. So my path has been very different. My path has been developing brands that can benefit from attention on social media. So I didn't develop what you have. Like I learned those things from you. What I did on social media was, so again, I had, I, had, I created a brand of Amazon um, bed sheets. Yeah. And I started that brand from scratch. I found a way to put a label on it. There's something called private labeling on Amazon in which you guys have no idea how many of these microphones that are called Shure are being sold under other brand names, but they're exactly the same thing. So I figured that out. I got a bread sheet. It was called Clara Clark. I put another label on it. I called it Cozy House Collection. A, a year and a half later, sold it for millions of dollars, all right? So that was my process for that brand. I used social media to get attention for that brand. That didn't require a personal brand. So it depends on what, what type of business fit. Yeah. Like it can vary dramatically from what you're trying to accomplish. Like the personal brand element, like I have an Inc. 5000 marketing company. That marketing company is built on my personal brand. Mm -hmm. If you take me out of the equation, we don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally don't exist. I'm the one that created that brand, the personal brand. I have been doing my first ever presentation. I got a, I, I got a select audience that it's like e-commerce, Amazon sellers, brand owners. And I started doing webinars and seminars to them. Yeah. And my first ever presentation was January 2017. So if you look at time-wise, six years of putting content out consistently. And now I have one of the fastest growing marketing companies in the country. The personal brand got me there. So it depends. What are you trying to build? Let's say that you are a gym trainer and you want to get like your calendar booked out. Social media is a path for that. You're going to get so many more clients that you could possibly service. Let's say that you want to build a supplement brand. Social media has no competition, right? So if you get attention on social media and you become a personal brand, you know, my, my client, um, you're, you're familiar with him, Dr. Rick Berg, he's going to do $85 million this year, one year, right? And this guy doesn't spend any money on ads. All right. $85 million on the back of a personal brand. All he does is create content. How do you execute on this particular process? Like if you look at your brand that you're trying to create and you know, your brand will benefit from attention and you think about you as a personal brand, you know, you have a message. You have the ability to communicate. You want to be in front of a camera. You feel comfortable in front of the camera because if you're not comfortable, things are going to fall apart. Yeah. You got to want to have the yeah, camera, right? Through too. Absolutely, right? So you got to know how to communicate and get that message out there and give that value. And if you do so, then being a personal brand is a great path to take because right now, the opportunity to get attention at scale, it's incredible. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, you name it, right? Who do you think the best platform for people? Right now, the easiest one to take off organically, um, it's not one, there's three, not only platforms, placements. So as you guys know, we all use social media, but we don't only use social media. We use individual platforms, but we don't only use individual platforms. We use individual placements. So Facebook is not just Facebook. Facebook is Facebook feed, Facebook stories, Facebook reels. The opportunity right now, I could summarize it in four individual placements to capture, especially if you're trying to grow without having to spend too much money on advertising, Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts. That's where the power is at. Like we're going back now, right now to a 2012 era in which posting organically on Facebook yeah. will get you millions of people. That's what's happening. Like you can have a thousand followers and still make a video go viral. The other day we created a, an account for uh, a client of ours, Dr. Living good. He has a brand called Living Good Daily. Great guy. Is he living good? He's living, dude. Do you believe that this is that he's actually <laughs> big? This is his actual name. No, that's what I'm saying. It, it, is he living good? It's crazy because yeah. he's a doctor, right? I love it. What a great name to have for a brand. Yeah. This dude is amazing. He does $45 million a year. Wow. Another personal brand that does amazing, right? Great marketer too, but you know, a great I, educator. This is a sidebar. So, you know, I've been in the healthcare space for a long time, right? So, there's a, there's a doctor. He's a urologist. What's his name? I can't wait to hear this. Dr. John. Steel. <laughs> <laughs> That's concerning, man. That's concerning. I wouldn't. True story. I would. I would have a tough time. I'm not going to give up which city he's in, but if he's watching this, hey, Doctor Steel, how you doing? I wonder how many Doctor John Steel urologists exist out there, man. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> good, good attention for him. But anyways, this guy, we created the TikTok channel, and the first ever TikTok video gets 1.2 million views. You can't do that anywhere else. That's yeah, just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, your TikTok channel blew up, man. Yeah. 800 followers, like 
that, right? I think I was on, I think I was on TikTok for four months. Growing like crazy. Four months. Crazy virality. Crazy. Again, no advertising. It's just booming left no, and right. We don't boost anything or absolutely attention yeah, at scale yeah. so there's opportunities right yeah. like if you have a message and you believe that your message can help you grab attention and you believe that that attention is going to be a pathway for you to sell your products and services then you got to commit and you got to do that at scale and here's the other thing to remember when you're doing this the first six months or the first year don't even pay too much attention to the numbers you got to feel comfortable with yourself how much should people be posting so let's say that you're let's say that you're you know you're on social media how much, how many videos should you be posting on, on, you know, you talked about the different platforms, right? The different, uh, avenues per platform. You have stories, you have reels and you have posting. So Facebook, like how many, how many reels should people be posting a day? You know, TikTok. My favorite, Minimally. my favorite subject, right? So, which is the process of omnipresence. I call that omnipresence. You want to try to be godlike because right. here's the thing, people that are on Facebook, Many times don't go to Instagram. Many times don't go to YouTube. People that are on Instagram reels, like my wife, she only consumes Instagram reels. She doesn't do anything else. So if you don't post your stuff on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or any other platform, you're not going to get her to see your message, right? So you will be missing out opportunities to capture audiences if you don't become omnipresent. Some, somebody told me one time and they said, well, I think I should only do one platform because Elon Musk is actually only on one platform. He only posts on Twitter. And I'm like, are you seriously comparing yourself to one of the biggest billionaires of this planet? Like, do you think that you have that power to just use one platform and go viral? Like Elon Musk, if you do so, go ahead and try it. Go ahead. I'm going to keep on going everywhere because I'm not, I want to be at some point well, where I think, he's at. Yeah, but I think, okay, but here's the thing, right? Here's the misconception. People want to get attention because they want to have a brand. And then if they want to have a brand, it's because they want to be known. So you bring up an interesting point, right? So let's let's take let's take Elon Musk and let's take Jeff Bezos for example. Let's say there was a meeting and we're and, and, and somebody's trying to raise money, okay? And somebody calls Jeff Bezos to the meeting. Jeff Bezos shows up. Let's show, he shows up to a Starbucks. That's where the meeting's at, Starbucks. And he shows up in a in a in a Prius. And he gets out of the Prius. Nothing wrong with the Prius. He gets out of the Prius and he and he walks in with jeans and a t-shirt and some you know Adidas sneakers on. What does everybody think? Everybody thinks, wow, that's so cute. Here's a guy that could buy any car he wants, and he's driving a Prius. Now, all of a sudden, it becomes fashionable, and it's cute, and it's like, wow, he's thinking of the environment. But the only reason he can do that is because he may not be on TikTok, but he's on your phone, and you're using his shit every single day. That's true. Right? Elon Musk may not be on Instagram, but when you stop at a parking, uh, when you stop at a stoplight, his post is right next to you. Oh, there's a Tesla. Oh, there's another Tesla. Everywhere. So by the time we, when we finish this interview and you're driving, you got a Tesla. So when you're sitting in the Tesla, you're thinking about fucking Elon. Okay? I don't use it anymore, by the way. Yeah, now, now he's, got, he's got these <laughs> other exotic cars as, as, a, as a disease you, of you hanging bring, out with me. You brainwash me yeah, along yeah, the way. Yeah. Yeah. But those products speak for themselves. So what I try to tell people is... The only reason Elon doesn't have to be on Instagram is because everybody's using his stuff. That's a post. Because when you go back to omnipresence, what you're basically trying to say is you want the person to be thinking about you. But when you're driving a Tesla and you're on Amazon and you're ordering your shampoo, you're thinking about Amazon. That's right. You're thinking about the product Jeff Bezos created. You're thinking about Tesla. You're thinking about when you see a fucking rocket now, you think about Elon. So that is the omnipresence. So the thing that I always tell people, and I, I did it in a couple of videos, I told you, go buy a Lamborghini, right? Because going back to that original example of Jeff Bezos, now let's say that somebody's trying to raise some money and jo Joe Blow shows up. Well, they don't know Joe Blow. Joe Blow shows up in a Prius. Now all of a sudden, Joe Blow's broke. Well, how did, who invited this guy to the, to the party? Totally. Right? Because now he shows up in a Prius. Nobody knows that this, the guy, the, the, the cat could be worth a billion dollars, but nobody knows. Right? Nobody knows. So that's why I tell people, if you want to attract the, the right attention and you want to be omnipresent, you, you don't have the ability right now to say, hey, you're Jeff Bezos, you're Elon Musk, right? Very few people on the planet have that that level of success. Those are right? real unicorns. Those are just, yeah, those are just... just, just they like, don't exist, man. They don't exist. So for 99.9999% for of everybody else... You've got to be able to show up at that meeting and your business card, right? Your your social media branding is the thing you pull up in. You show up in a Lamborghini, you show up in a Rolls Royce, all of a sudden 
You're the Jeff Bezos. That's the simplicity of it. That's right. And a lot of people miss that mark. So going, kind of just going back to what you're saying about being omnipresent, you got to be omnipresent, but you got to be omnipresent and, and give the right message. But that's why I tell people like, you know, you, you got to invest in your image because you got to think with you show up. 100%. Like, what do you want as a businessman? You want people to be bringing you offers and deals and say, hey, Manuel, come, come, on, come, come do business with me. Hey, I got this project I want you to do, blah, blah, blah. But if you're the best kept secret in town, nobody's calling you. It's, it's that, that old quote that I think is potentially false, man, and implanted in our society. Don't judge a book by its cover. People are going to judge you by your cover oh, no I matter what. Everybody by the cover. That, that's yeah, just yeah, the way yeah, it is, yeah, right? Yeah. That is a false yeah. statement, man. Yeah, people are going to, oh, she's so nice inside. He's so nice inside. You got Listen, people, this is something that you guys got to get, right? Like I can tell you, they're going to judge you by your looks. Uh-huh what you're wearing, what your house looks like, yeah. what your building is like. That's just the way it is, you know? And here's the thing, like, Vic and I started doing business together maybe about close to a year ago, right? If you don't see me being a player too, you don't trust me because you're trying to play with people that are big thinkers also, right? You yeah. wanna, you're going to open up doors to the ones that are on the same page as you. Absolutely. You're not going to bring a guy in that dresses like crap, that drives a Prius, or like the house looks like crap. But when you walk into my office, you see that I invested a lot of money on that office. And you're like, whoa, okay. When you see my house, when you see my car, whatever, you know, okay, this guy, he's, uh, he means business, yeah. right? Yeah. So it opens up doors. Of course, it depends on what particular area or business you're at, but it's an inevitable fact of life that and I, you brought up such a good point on that subject of omnipresent uh, because when, with the Elon Musk example, right? With the Jeff Bezos example, they already won, right? They already won. They're, they, already, they're, they're already omnipresent. omnipresent. Every day. They're everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. They don't have to that. post that's on Facebook. That's what people miss. <laughs> and that's why people are like, well, they're not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. Dude, Doesn't matter. you're at the fucking traffic light. Post is right there. That's right. Right. It's right there. It's omnipresence at major right scale. Right in front of you. Right? That's the way it is. Yeah. I can tell you more people think about Elon Musk probably than God every day. Yeah. That might be a controversial yeah, you're, statement. You're being reminded by the products and services. Controversial statement. All yeah. right. But in reality, we're surrounded by that. And, yeah. you know, we have a lot of people that are not committed to religion. All right. Yeah. So he's omnipresent he's at omnipresent, scale. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's the fact. So anyways, going back to the strategy, right, for, for the social media platforms, you want to get attention. This is something that I realized as I give talks and, you know, get on stages and talk to people. The subject of building a legacy and getting attention is something that so many people want. But they also don't understand what it takes to get there, right? Mm-hmm like what the process looks like. You gotta be willing to be committed. So the number one, I'm gonna give you three steps, three steps to be able to accomplish a similar path than what Vic has done, what I have done with some of these major players have done and we're still doing it because hey, we're just getting started, right? We're just getting started on this journey ourselves. But in reality, if you wanna step yourself in this world of creating impact and creating content, number one, you gotta commit, all right? Meaning that if if you're gonna say, I'm gonna do five videos a week, I'm going to get on a studio, by the way, you guys don't want to know how much we invested on this project. Vic invested. This studio project was a dream and he went heavy because he wanted this to make house. sure this, is a house this right place here. is insane. Is you guys don't know. We have a whole team behind the cameras right now and we're still not done building this place, but this place was built custom made from the ground up. This place is yeah. insane. All right. Yeah. So also going, going, going on the subject of, uh, we're trying to make sure they know that we mean business, right? That's part of what we we have in this place. You got to commit rain or shine. Doesn't matter what hurricane comes in. Doesn't matter what happens. You create five pieces of content a week. If you're going to say you can only do one because that's what you can commit. Well, you're competing against yourself. Fine. You're going to be slower, but start doing one. Once you figure that out and you're consistent, number two, you can work on quality and quality. I can tell you this is quality. This is freaking awesome, right? It's amazing, but I'm not talking about that quality. This is very important for you guys to understand. I'm talking about quality of message. Your message has to be valuable or nobody's going to pay attention. It doesn't matter how amazing your studio is, how fancy your equipment is, nobody's going to care. Your message has to have a beginning and it has to have an end. And at the end of every single piece of content that you put out, you should be able to feel somebody else is getting better with that piece of information. In the end, you want to create a situation in which are p- people are benefiting from you so much that they feel they owe you. And that's quality of the message. Once you have that quality figured out and you're being consistent with that quality, 
then you can work on quantity of content, quantity, right? Now you can start bumping on content every day, every day. Dr. Burke puts 14 videos a week. He literally uh, recently brought it down to seven. It's a conversation for another day, but seven has been better for him for the algorithm on YouTube. Seven videos every single week, 28 new videos every single four weeks. And from those videos, we do what we do, what we do for Vic, what we do for, for all our big power, power players like him, content unicorns. Then we take that content, which we like to call primary content. YouTube is the most important platform. And then from that content, we spread it across the world of the internet. And that becomes Facebook Reels, Facebook Posts, quote cards. We listen to Vic's videos. We got people working on this every day. They listen to Vic. They're going to listen to this interview and they grab something powerful from it. And then they make a quote from it and that becomes a quote card. Uh, and then you take uh, some text from the video and you make a, a text only post and then you become omnipresent. And now we take this actual video also and we extract the audio and we make that into a podcast. So this is like achieving omnipresence at scale. If you're good, here's a variable, Vic. Here's a one variable. If you're good at delivering content, you're going to get there fast. Yeah. If you suck at it, if you're boring, mm -hmm. it's going to take you longer. Yeah. But if you're committed, I guarantee you that there's no such thing as failure. Yeah. There's only a lack of persistence, right? right? But if you continue doing it, at some point you're gonna get the attention that you need to be able to scale your business, scale your brand, get more services sold. As long as your attention is on delivering value and not on giving value because you need revenue. It's it's a mindset yeah, thing. Yeah. You really wanna create impact. Yeah, no, I agree. What do, you, what do you say to the people that say, you know, my well, my customers aren't on TikTok or my customers aren't on Instagram? Because I hear that a lot. Right? People are like, and I tell people like, dude, you need to be posted on every platform. Yeah, but my 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 clients aren't on TikTok, and I'm just thinking, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you're saying, how do you know that? If you're saying that, let me tell you a sad truth. You're a loser. All right, and you should change that attitude because it's not my opinion that your customers are on TikTok. You need to Google it and look at the data. All right, just find out what is the demographic of your client base, and just Google TikTok's demographics. By the way. TikTok is the most popular website on the planet. For the first time ever, Google is not the king anymore. You knew that already? Uh -uh. So TikTok is more trafficked right now than Google.com. Wow. So please, please don't come to us and tell us that your audience is not there or whatever, because it's just a loser's mentality or somebody that is lazy, doesn't want to put in the work and is using that as an excuse to fail. Yeah. That's all it is, bro. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, look, I think the, the thing that I know is, is real to me is sometimes, particularly people that are successful that are buying, you know, high, high dollar products. Like I'm rarely, I'm rarely somebody that, that if I want something, I'm usually telling somebody, Hey, go, go find so-and-so, um, and get me this. And, and the people that I'm telling are on TikTok, right? Like whether I'm on TikTok or not is irrelevant, right? I'm, I'm not necessarily one buying. So whether somebody's going to go buy a $10 million house or a, or a million dollar car or, or a, you know, $200,000 watch. Usually that person's telling somebody, Hey, get me this watch. Did it, this watch. By the way, didn't you help me connect with a guy on Instagram Yeah, yeah. that helped me buy my watch? Yeah. And he's like on Instagram using social yeah, media. I buy all my watches from that guy. You check him out. Eric Rivera. Watch Eric. Watch Eric on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, Free promo for the guy. Not yeah, paid sponsored. Promo, not sponsored. You got Mr. Tipness and Manuel Suarez talking yeah, about yeah, you yeah. here, bro. Like our watches were bought. I didn't get this one from him, but I, I got a lot. Oh, of he's going to be heard. Yeah. He's going to hurt. That's going to hurt his feelings maybe a little bit. Yeah. Should be fine. I got right. this one a couple of weeks ago from him and it's a t it's Instagram, right? Like I connected with him. That's how I actually transacted the business, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually messaged him today because I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to buy, I'm trying to buy this one. I know what you're trying to buy. I well, know. I actually, I, I know. I, I'm actually looking at this one. Uh, it's happening. All right. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I like that that's one. The, that's the, 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 the rainbow. You might have to show the audience. It's the rainbow, one. rainbow. <laughs> we'll take a screenshot of it yeah, and show yeah, it in the, the rainbow rainbow so anyways just got you guys got to put in the work and just understand like uh, and the other the other thing to keep in mind on this particular journey is obviously if you don't have products and services attention is worthless right so you you got to figure that out on the way and 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 you got to listen to a guy like this to help you come up with the ideas because he's he's talking about this process all the time and you got to put that energy behind creating a brand 
that has value, right? There's a quote that I learned from one of my favorite marketers in the world, a good friend of mine also, and a client, Jason Flatland. He says, the social media um, road, the content road is value plus sincerity equals success. So if you're giving value mm -hmm. and you're being sincere about it, that equals success. Mm -hmm. It's inevitably gonna lead towards success. So you apply that formula, and you guys are gonna inevitably succeed along the way. It's all you gotta do is not give up. Don't start doing content on social media, on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Be like, oh yeah, I'm only getting two likes four months into it. Because that's not the way it works. My father was 61 years old when he started creating content. Wow. And he was 61, right? For all of you guys that are like almost senior citizens or beyond, he felt like a like a crazy old dude for a, at least a year talking to himself because nobody was watching. And then he ended up being the, literally the biggest health influencer in the planet of Latin America. Wow. There's nobody bigger than him. Like, good luck trying to That's find him. Amazing. Good luck. We get six, we have six million subscribers on the YouTube channel. We still do. Imagine talking about legacy, right? So this individual passed away 19 months ago. He's still being discovered by 100,000 subscribers every 28 days, 19 months after he passed away. That's legacy at scale, right? Yeah. So now we're we're still growing like crazy. Yeah. When he passed away, we had four million subscribers. Now we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit six, and still growing, and it's still incredible. But he is still today our number one attention grabbing strategy. Still today, he's the one that feeds our company. So there is something that is very bright for those of you guys that just get the, the machine going, get it rolling, and just stick with it because you believe that there's a future for it. And along the way. If, uh, if you feel comfortable with your voice already, you can take some of your hard earned dollars and start investing on getting your content seen by more people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, gr a great point there too also is, is, you know, like producing content is one thing, but if you're not, if you're not taking your profits and you're reinvesting it in your brand in, in today's environment, it's really dumb. It's, re it's really dumb. Like I, I can't, I can't stress that enough. And it's interesting, right? Because people get, they get jaded by money. So somebody starts making money and they got some money in their pocket and they think like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And the thing I want to, the thing I want to impress upon everybody is that when things are going good, that's when you double down, right? I, I doubled down when things are going good because when things get really fucking bad, I want to be doing really fucking good. So, and the only we, the only reason and the only way that I can prevent that is by doubling down on my brand and doubling down on my business through marketing and advertising when things are going good. So if you're, if you're doing good and you got some money and you're buying your watch and you're buying your car, but you're not, you're not investing in your brand when shit goes south, which it happens from time to time in this economy, you're going to be stuck. And you're going to be sitting there like, oh, man, now I'm weathering the storm. Well, the only reason you're weathering the storm is because you didn't double down when things were going good. You didn't invest in your brand. Because I can promise you that even when things are going bad in the economy, there are people that are doing really fucking good. Absolutely. Right? So, well, so you're an example of that right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've, heard, I've heard from, from people that, oh, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, we're, we're getting ready to weather the storm you know, in real estate and we're starting to weather the storm in, in certain industries. Like, dude, I just ordered another Lamborghini. Like, like, honestly, it's coming in November. Can't wait for it. Right. But, but I don't even, I don't even pay attention to that shit. I don't even, I, honestly, I don't watch the news. I hear from time to time, oh, people are like, oh yeah, you know, the, the economy and now we're in a recession and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just thinking, yeah, because you, you guys, the schmucks out there that when things were going good, didn't think and say, hey, let me invest in my marketing and my branding and get things up to such a high level to where even if the market cut in half, you'd be good. And that's the way I think. So the oh. way I build my businesses in healthcare and the way I think about stuff is I think, okay, if, if the market went in half, would I still do well? Half. And the answer is yeah. Absolutely. Right? If, if my shit got cut in half, I wouldn't have to cancel my Lamborghini. And that's how you guys got to be thinking. If your shit gets cut in half, you got to sell your fucking condo. You got to sell your fucking Range Rover. Dude, you, you're not balling. You're, you're, not, you're not even there yet. You haven't even arrived to the fucking party. I'm just being honest with you. Because I used to think the same way. I used to think the same way. Like, oh, I got my condo. I got my house. And I got my Range Rover. I'm fucking invincible. Dude, you're not invincible. I could promise you you're not invincible. Because if your fucking business gets cut in half... Now all of a sudden you're thinking about getting the fucking, 
you know, Honda Accord non-S version, the fucking VTEC, okay? <laughs> the variable valve timing, electronic control, right? That's what you're thinking about. And, and the only way you get out of that is by putting yourself and your brand so high that when things go south, people are only going to still want to be dealing with you. Your, your brand is at such a level and your success is at such a level because you've investing, been investing in it in the good times, that now you're just invincible. And that's and that that to me is success, guys. 100%. Like that's success. Success is not having a fucking condo, driving a driving a car and thinking like, oh, okay, this is I'm cool, everything's great, right? I'm not trying to pinpoint people to drive range. I, I had a Range Rover. I'm just and that's why I'm talking about Range Rovers. But my point is is that like if, if you're driving a nice car and you got a nice house and you think, oh, you've made it because the market's good, you haven't made it. Yeah, you get to a point, and this is a, just Vic just dropped like golden nuggets there, like a lot. Incredible value right there. If you guys just listen to what he just said right now, it changes how you operate in life. That's yeah, incredible. You got to so, double down. So here's what I would add to that in one sentence, right? First of all, you make your own economy, right? The economy doesn't make you. So I just had a record-breaking month in my marketing agency last month. Like it was our highest ever month in the middle of an economic meltdown and all this drama about like, oh, bear markets or whatever. I don't even think about it. I didn't think about it. A couple of days ago, I was like, oh, do I have a 401k? Damn, that probably is getting hit hard because I have a company 401ks. Yeah, yeah. Both companies yeah. have 401ks and I'm like, man, poor 401k is probably struggling right now. But it had, I hadn't even thought about it in all this time, right? Yeah. So you have to get to a point in which it doesn't even matter what's happening around you. You're making your own economy. Mm -hmm. You don't fall prey to all the drama going out there and the news and the merchant of chaos and people's opinions and like, all that stuff is like completely irrelevant. You want to make sure that you approach life like that. And if if it's, if you guys are just falling into the negativity of the world, then that's the first thing you got to get rid of. You got to get rid of that. And then success will open up the door. And the other thing is that as you're going down this road, you got you to gotta know that the success that you are creating is something that is 100% on your hands. Nobody else is creating it for you. So you go out there and you create strategies based on what you want to accomplish. And then you push all the pieces in place and you consistently do it, knowing that some things are going to fail. You pick yourself up and keep going. Mm -hmm. And some things are going to succeed. The world of business, I like to describe it almost like a baseball game or baseball player. Like if you get to succeed three out of 10 times and you do that for your entire career, oh, you're, yeah. you're a Hall, Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, yeah. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, right? You get enshrined in, yeah. uh, in Canton, yeah. right? If you are a businessman and you succeed three out of 10 times in your businesses, you're a big balling man. You're gonna, you're gonna dominate. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times you failed on side little things that you've done, Vic, but it's, it's a normal process. I have actually tried a lot of things and some things have worked and many, many things have not worked along the way. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. You know, I've, I've failed a, a tremendous amount of my life, but I think that also, the, the, the one difference is why I love the, the, the business of sport or the sport of business, right? Is because in business, unlike sports, there's no fucking season off. There, there's no, there's no six months off and we get to like train and, and regenerate and shit. And it's always on. Fucking red laser light fucking table. Always you know on. what I mean? It's always on. It's always going, right? So you have to be able to, um, you know, produce but to your point, yeah, you, you know, I've failed so many times, but the, the good thing is in business is I think the, the more you fail, the power of experience, you just get luckier. You know, sure. now I think, you know, you get through a certain, you get, you, you get beat up enough in your 20s and 30s, you get to your 40s, you know, I'm 46 now. So you get to a point where you're now, you can, you can kind of fortune tell. Right. You can kind of see the future a little right. bit. Like, oh, I, I, I know what this I know what's going to happen in this scenario. That makes you a lot luckier. Right. Because now I'm, I can call shit and everybody's like, wow, how did you how did you how did you call that? I'm like, dude, I just fucking knew I knew that shit was going to happen. Now, a little bit of it is 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 just awareness. But a lot of it also is 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 experience. Right. Experience is huge. That's why you, know, you got a cat here that like he, he gets the game. I mean, he's got years and years and years of experience in, in this business. And he's telling you directly. So if you're you're new to this whole thing and you're coming on, you're watching the show and you're just like, oh, you know, no, I, my my customer's not on TikTok and people told me I'm going to be overexposed and all that bullshit. And you're hearing it directly from this guy right here. It's just it's the wrong. It's the wrong viewpoint. Wrong viewpoint. And when you find something that works, like Vic just talked about a little while ago, it's not time to 
start going easy. On the contrary, it's time to go hard. I hear that shit all day long, dude. I hear that shit all day long from people. Because they're just like, when does it stop? You know? Because I was upstairs this morning yelling at a bunch of motherfuckers this morning. dude. Like, I was yelling at everybody this morning. I, ca- I came home yesterday and I told Victoria, who's five years, five months old, I'm looking at her and she starts laughing at me. I'm, I'm looking at her and I'm like, I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> I said, Victoria, I'm surrounded by idiots. Idiots. Everywhere is idiots. Everywhere. Idiots. Crawling on the fucking ceiling, on the floor. Everywhere are idiots, right? And I said this to her out of frustration because, not because I'm surrounded by idiots. What you say? What you say, Vic? I want to know what you say. Not because I'm surrounded by idiots, (laughs) but because I demand so much when things are going good. And people, people ridge on that and people think, why don't you fucking take a break? Why don't you fucking relax? No way. Right? And that's what I'm trying to tell people, like, whether it's social media, whether it's your business operations, when the shit is going good is when you fucking double down. When things are easy, double down. go yeah. hard. You go fucking hard, man. That's and right. everybody's like, oh, fucking relax. I'm like, you fucking relax. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to fucking relax. But that's the difference between somebody who can be affected by the economy and somebody who's not. Totally. Right? 100%. And I watch, I watch every dollar today way more than I did five years ago. And then they see us in yachts and planes and with all kinds of things and super vehicles and they wonder how lucky we got, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all it it's lucky. all we got. We got lucky. Uh-uh. Uh, how we probably like, I don't know, inherited billions of dollars and who knows what. But it's it's important the formula, man. Mm-hmm. Putting in the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Putting in the work and intelligent work for sure. So just to wrap up, so where can people find you, man? If let's say somebody's watching this and they're like, man, I need a lot of help. Here's a, here's a, the truth is a lot of people need a lot of help with their branding and their marketing. They just they, they, they just don't have any idea where to start. They're not posting as much as they should and all that stuff. So so how do, how do they find you? How do they get a hold of you, et cetera? So my two favorite content channels, uh, number one is uh, Mr. Big Tipness. All right. So we're pumping content out for Vic. For me, I have my content channel on YouTube. It's called Manuel Suarez. You guys can check it out. Just put my name in it. There is no other Manuel Suarez dude pull, pumping content out. That's the good news. Is, this, is it for real? Yeah. yeah. There's a guy that has a Manuel Suarez username on Instagram. I've been trying to hunt him down. I can't find the guy. He doesn't mm. do anything with the profile. So I have Mr. Manuel Suarez on Instagram and my YouTube channel is my favorite platform. I recommend that you guys also make YouTube your favorite platform. It's just like YouTube is a media that's always there, right? People are going to find when somebody searches in the future for content in seven years, in 27 years, they're still going to find Vic. They're still going to find me on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. That content disappears, right? It's just, it goes into this deep, unending feed of content. So YouTube is always going to be your number one media channel. And it should be so because people keep on discovering. I have people right now that call us because they saw a video that I put out four years ago. That's not something that can happen on any, on any on any other platform. So make YouTube your number one platform. That's my favorite. I'm pumping content out every single week. I'm educating people on the subject of marketing, on building legacies, on strategies that are working. And I usually am one of those guys that I'm walking the talk myself. Um, that's something that I would highly, highly suggest. When you're paying attention to somebody, make sure they're also themselves successful. Don't just listen to somebody yeah. that is giving you advice on business building that they haven't built scrap in their entire lives. Yeah. You know, the, the business no, this, this, consultants that, that don't really build businesses themselves, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't quite make sense, right? So I, I don't know, man, they might be good. It doesn't make sense. I personally would not take advice from somebody that has not done what yeah. I'm trying to do. Yeah, I no, wouldn't I do so, I agree. right? It's, it's like a dating coach trying to set you up on a date, but she's single. Yeah, or she's gotten three yeah. divorces or something, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, dude, hold on, but you're single? No. And you're trying to set somebody up on a date, a relationship, the matchmaker? It's like, come on, man. No, you got to audit them. You know, make sure yeah, that they're like yeah. actually the correct people to be giving you advice. If I'm getting advice about how to make money, it should be somebody that has more money than me, right? Like, Yeah, that's uh, why I, t- yeah, I tell people don't take advice. Don't take leadership advice from Simon Sinek. I never take advice from people that have never done it. And you hear this guy, and you know, he's got a, he's got the accent going for him. You know, I could do that shit. I could put on the English accent if I wanted to. <laughs> like, okay, so today we're going to talk about leadership, you know. Many people thinking, don't know that you're British. Yeah, a lot of people don't know I'm British. I got the uh-huh. British accent, but, you know, I could put that on and put on some glasses and look smart and all that shit, get a checkered shirt, look like an accountant. But look, I don't do that. 
right? But my point is, is that get your advice, like like he's saying, like Manuel is saying, get your advice from people that have done it. And, and if you haven't done it, it's like you, you got to ask people. You got to find people that have done it, like Vic, like myself, whatever area you're at, and follow the footsteps. Even if it's just doing a little bit every single day, just follow the footsteps and you will eventually make it. People like him are opening up their doors and they're giving away the information and they're showing you a path for you to take. It's up to you whether you take it or not. It's your decision. So if you don't make it, we did open up the door and we gave you a chance to make it, right? That's what it's all about. So real quick, just about the Rise event. So Let's talk I'm, about I'm it. putting on the Rise event um, essentially to, to bring value and life-changing takeaways for people of all walks of life, right? So this is going to be the world's largest business convention. You're going to have some of the top business people in the world, some of the top entertainers in the world. Um, so if you're somebody who considers yourself the who's who of the world, you know, and you're, you're the number one in your area, um, whether you're in real estate, healthcare, solar, whatever, um, you, you're going to want to be here, right? Not only for the speakers, because the, the value that they're going to bring and the takeaways, people are going to literally be able to walk away from this event over three days with, with life-changing takeaways that they can implement. This is not a rah-rah, it's not a Tony Robbins, you know, rah-rah motivational event. This is an actual takeaway of how people have scaled their businesses, how people have, have built and created their own personal brands, et cetera. The takeaway from the speakers is one thing. And then also the takeaway from all the people that you're going to meet. You're going to connect with a lot of people. You're going to connect with a lot of people. I'm talking right. a lot of people. So you, you're going to want to be there June 16th through the 18th, 2023. Tickets are going to go on sale in November. And and wait till you see the list of speakers. Man. It's it's going to be quite a show, man. I mean, it's going to be like. And if you want to be successful, put yourself in the same room that successful people are at. Period. All yeah, right? you got to rub elbows with successful people. That's if you're right. not rubbing elbows with successful people, then you, you haven't even showed them to the party yet. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Big spin for having me, brother. Thanks for being on, bro. Thank you for listening to the Vic Tipness Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more business advice and motivation to help you reach and surpass your business goals.